We were here less than 15 hours ago bringing you urgent breaking news around the FTX and the FTT token and potentially the effects on the altcoin market, the effects on Solana, on Render and on all the tokens that FTT are holding. Today, we're going to bring you the continuation of that story. And we're actually going to talk about a list of tokens that may be affected. Now, affected could mean good or bad. It could mean that they're great buying opportunities. It could also mean that you've got to be careful if you're holding those tokens, either not to panic out or maybe an opportunity to buy more. So that's what we're going to be focusing on today. Also, we're going to talk about the midterm elections, which are coming up this week and the inflation numbers, which are coming up this week. So it's going to be big. I mean, there's a lot to talk about. Uh, I'm here less than 15 hours after my next, my previous show because there's so much going on. So let's do this. Get the fuck out of bed, bitch, go. rise and shine there's so much going on today we're going to talk about a whole lot of things today wow 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 we're going to talk about the bitcoin price and what we can expect this week because of the midterm elections and because we have a cpi print we're going to talk about the ftt price which they're still managing to defend look at that 2237 uh they are still managing to defend the price you can see that there have been some spikes and that could mean that there's a short squeeze. We're going to talk about that short squeeze because that can also be a great opportunity. Let's talk about Solana. Solana taking a whole lot of pain. Uh, did go under $31 earlier. Uh, and that's also because of this whole FTX thing. And then Render made an announcement. Uh, buy the rumor, sell the news. The question is, what do we do now? We'll talk about uh, what Render did. And then we'll talk about like 12 other altcoins that can be affected because of this whole SPF FTX thing. And I've got some real, real, real juice for you with addresses and with everything else. So, wakey, wakey, rise and shine. Smash that like button. Subscribe to our channel. You can see I'm feeling better today. Um, I've been pretty sick, but I'm, I'm back and I'm feeling, I'm feeling great again. Um, so, if, yeah, tonight I'm probably going to go out in Portugal and have some fun with the banter fam. So, let me guys know where you're at. I see everybody in the comments. I see Nuke Base, Ginger Monkey, 63, Monty Williams. I see you all. I see you all. And I see you guys all here every single day. So, uh, yeah, let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Aptos also getting hit hard. I haven't looked at the Aptos price, but let's quickly look at the Aptos price. Uh, let's have a look at that. Aptos. APT. I think all, all the altcoins are going to get killed. Uh, I mean, I've been spending some time here with a lot of people at Solana, and a lot of people are saying that Sui is probably going to be better than Aptos. So, as I said, I'm not going to touch Aptos until, about, um, until it gets to about $5, and then maybe I'm going to start trading it. But to be honest, don't see it. I just don't see the whole Aptos thing yet. And you know, I stand ready to be corrected if I need to be corrected. But for now, I don't see it. All right, let's have some fun. Let's go. Let's let's start the alpha on the show. Because remember, my mission is to bring you the highest alpha show on the entire internet. And if I'm not living up there standard, you need to let me know in the comments. Because I'm trying my best to bring you guys alpha every single show. And what I mean by alpha is 
every show that you watch, you've got to make sure that there's an action, something that you can do. It's all very well that you know, people can give you a whole lot of information and read coin, uh, coin Telegraph articles, but that's not alpha. That's not going to make you rich. That's not going to make you have life-changing money. So we're going to dig deep. We're going to look at the information, and then we're going to, to decide what we're going to do about it. By the way, in the trading competition, I think that's a good place to start. So I am in the top 20. Um, remember, I got stopped out yesterday on FTT, which was actually, in hindsight, it was the right move because you can see that the FTT token is back up. Above. Remember, I was trying to trade that range between 22 and 23, but I got wicked out. You, you saw me getting wicked out. Um, and so here are the positions that I've got open. I think the positions will tell you a lot about where the show is. So the first thing is I've got my Algorand position open. I'm holding that because of the World Cup. So I'm holding that to run up because of the World Cup. I took a doge position, very small doge position in the competition. And again, just because I feel that the market got unnecessarily hit yesterday and doge got hit very hard. So I took a doge position. Solana, I took a position because I think Solana is being is a great opportunity. It's being unfairly hit hard because of this whole Sam Bankman free thing. And we'll talk about it in a second. And then GMX. And with GMX, I'm specifically playing that, that range, that 38 to $45 range. I'm playing that range uh, on, on GMX. And again, I'm, I'm now long, so I'm expecting the market to go up. Let's see if I'm right. Right now, I'm in the top 20 still. Uh, I've been hovering between the top 10 and the top 20 for the last week or so. So let's see if, if what I've done is right. And on the show, I'll try and explain to you why I've done what I've done. And maybe we'll even take another position. Maybe I'll even take another position. Uh, all right, so let's go. Let's go, 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 go. Um... All right, let's talk about uh, SBF and what's going on with SBF because there have been more revelations. And for those of you who didn't join us last night, I'm sure you know what's going on. But what actually happened was it started last week when Alameda Research published portions of their balance sheet. And then the smart analysts, what they realized was that though FTX does seem solvent on paper, the problem is that a lot of their assets are actually illiquid. So a lot of the stuff that they were holding is actually illiquid tokens around Solana. So they've got... Uh, uh, um, they've got a whole lot of FTT, which is a problem. They've got Serum, they've got Maps, they've got Oxy, they've got Fida, they've got Solana, which are all illiquid. And so what people were saying is, even though on paper, SBF and FTX and Alameda Research look like they're not insolvent, the problem is because the tokens are illiquid, if they were to try and sell, then they wouldn't be able to, to sell them at the price that they quoted, and that could actually make them insolvent. And that, that's the whole problem here. And it feels like what people are worried, they're worried that FTX gave F, uh, FTT tokens to Alameda. And Alameda leveraged those FTT tokens and used them to buy other investments, things like Solana, Render, and the whole other ecosystem, using the collateral as the FTT. Now, if the price of FTT goes down below a certain point, speculation is that FTT could get liquid, that FTX or Alameda could get a margin call and not be able to meet the margin call. And that's where the whole story, the, where the whole story started, and that's where we're at. In a minute of, uh, in, in, in all of this, we then got a tweet from CZ, which was, he said, look, as part of Binance's exit from FTX last year, we've been holding about $2.1 billion of BUSD and FTT. And we've decided to sell it. And he says, look, it wasn't, you know, we weren't, uh, we weren't out to harm any competitors. We just decided to sell it because we wanted to sell it. And up till this point, he was quite diplomatic. And he said, look, I'm going to do it over a couple of months. We're doing this to remain transparent. Then things got a little bit fishy because Caroline, who is the CEO of Alameda Research, at this point, she tweets out and she makes a terrible mistake. 
She says, hey, CZ, if you're looking to minimize the market impact of your FTT sales, we'll happily buy it all from you at $22. And that $22 is where she made the mistake. It was a very similar mistake to the mistake that Do Kwan made by revealing the price, that the, uh, the amount of money that they had to defend the peg of Luna. Yeah, she's gone out and she said, look, we need to defend the $22 level. We'll buy it all from you from the $22 level. Now, why is the $22 level so important? Well, if you go back, and I'm going to take you onto the daily chart, and we'll go back uh, for a while. Let's, in fact, yeah, let's see if, how far back we can go on this chart. But what you'll see is that from a technical point of view, the $22 level is like the last level of support. Like, look at that. There's no more support below that $22 level. This is like the last bastion of support. But I don't think that when Caroline did this, she was talking about technical analysis. I don't think that she's basing all her decision on technical analysis. I think that what she did is she realized that the liquidation price, the, the point where the FTT that they used as collateral to fund all these other deals, the point at which that becomes margin called is $22. And that's why she came out and made a mistake and said, okay, look, we're going to buy it from you. If you want to be selling it, let's buy it from you at, uh, at, at $22. And then, of course, Sam Bankman feed tried to calm down the situation. And when he was asked, why did what Caroline say you guys are willing to buy CC's entire bag at $22? He says, well, I mean, that's up to her to answer. So, you know, he, he kind of, he, he kind of, he kind of uh, stepped away from it. But then th things got a bit more juicy. Now, remember, up until this point, it's all, it's civil. It's not a war between the two of them. It's not a war between SPF and CZ. Even though for those of us who know them, we know that there's no love lost between the two of them, that's for sure. And every now and then you get like a, a spiteful remark from SPF or, or from Binance. But then this is where things started to go pear-shaped. So CZ then tweeted later on that day, said, liquidating our FET position is just post-exit risk management. Learning from Luna, we gave support before, but we won't pretend to make love after divorce. We are not against anyone. But we won't support people who lobby against other people in the industry behind their backs. And so it turns out, or it seems, that SBF may have been lobbying behind the backs of Binance and trying to, 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 um, to maybe take some digs at, uh, at CZ Binance and, and maybe Binance. And probably in their lobbying, what he was trying to do was to secure a position for FTX. Because what we saw when... SBF was lobbying for the bill. We saw that what he was trying to do, he was trying to create a bill which would make certain people exclusive and give certain people rights to do things and everybody else didn't have the same rights. And that's kind of like the problem with SBF thinking and CZ kind of highlights that in this tweet. And that's where we were. And then what you can see now is there's been a, 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 a tweet. So I don't know if this is real. He says a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. And what CZ said, a competitor tried to go after us with political lobbyists. So it looks like there's this whole spat between FTX and Binance. Now, Binance was super smart. Why were Binance super smart? Because Binance have been sitting on this $2 billion worth of FTX and BUSD that they sold. They've been sitting on it for a year. And in that year, they've had multiple opportunities to sell. They could have sold at the top at $87, and they could have sold all the way down. But at, only at this point that CZ comes out and says, okay, we're exiting. Why did CZ come out at this point? I think it's because he's a smart guy. He realized that there were holes in the FTX balance sheet. He realized this is a liquidity crunch and that he could hit the, his competitor with a knockout blow. And that's what he did. 
when I when I asked him about it on Twitter, what he said was he said, look, I'm not as smart as that. I don't actually think as much as that. But I mean, he, he must be smart because he runs Binance and he's going to be smarter than me because I don't run Binance. So I don't know. I run Banter. He runs Binance. So I don't, I don't. He, he must be a bit smarter than me. All right. So that's where we're at. That's the whole story. So we've now had some reply. That's where we left last night. We've now had some reply from SPF. And what SPF has said is the following. He said, a competitor is trying to go after us with false rumors. FTX is fine. Assets are fine. He says, if you want more details, very simple. FTX has enough to cover all client holdings. We don't invest client assets, even in treasuries. We've been processing withdrawals and we'll continue to process withdrawals. Uh, it's, a heavily, it's heavily regulated. Even when it slows us down, we have GAAP, GARP accounting audits, blah, 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 blah. He says, I'd love it if CZ Binance, if we could work together for the ecosystem, which is very strange, which is very, very strange because not so long ago, Sam Bankman-Fried's tone was very different about CZ. He said, excited to see him repping the industry in DC going forward. Uh, he is allowed to go to DC, right? And I mean, that's a dig. That's almost what Sam Bankman-Fried was trying to say. He was trying to say, look, CZ has done so many things wrong in the United States that he can't go to Washington. And that's the dig that Sam took at CZ. But now he's becoming more conciliatory. And the reason why I think he's becoming more conciliatory is because FTX is now fighting a battle on two fronts. The first battle that FTX are fighting is they're trying to defend the FTT price, almost like the day that Luna was trying to defend the peg. They're trying to defend, and you can see, I'm going to take us back to the 15-minute chart. They're trying to defend this this $22 peg, it cannot go below. Every time it goes below, they buy it up. And that's where the trading opportunity is. Um, and we may even take another trade together uh, during the show around this. So that's the one front that they're fighting. They're trying to defend the, the, the FTT peg. And to do that, they're going to need money. They're going to need to unlever themselves. The other battle which they're fighting is they're fighting a battle of people withdrawing money from FTX. There seems to have been a huge bank run on FTX. And I'll tell you a little story about how um, you know, someone says you're going to get sued. That's true. I, have, I actually have been threatened already by a lot of people. Some people have threatened me that they're going to sue me. Some people have threatened me that they're going to do very bad things to me. Um, very bad things to me. I mean, initially it sounded kinky, but then I realized it's actually quite bad. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So that's the... Um, that's the situation. So right now, FTX is fighting a battle on two fronts. Let's talk about what that battle means for us. So we know that the Alameda balance sheet has these tokens on it. In other words, this is the token that Alameda is holding. They're holding, or they were holding USDC. There was, they were holding FTT, which we know about. They were holding Serum. They were holding Solana. They were holding Lido. They were holding ETH. They were holding DAI. WBTC, they were holding a whole lot of render. They were holding all these tokens over here. You can see them. Uniswap, they were holding a whole lot of BitDAO, Wrap BTC, uh, etc. So this is the list of tokens that Alameda has. I don't know if it's a complete list, and I, I can't verify um, uh, how accurate this list is because, as you can see, it didn't come from us. It's come from somewhere else. But the reason why you've got to watch this list is because there may be opportunities in this list. Because if you think that FTX and FTT is going to survive this, then either they're not going to sell, and the market right now is starting to price as if FTX is going to be selling their positions. Because remember, one of their big positions, uh, according to this over here, is the Solana position. So they have $292 million of Solana, 
and $863 million of, of locked Solana. In other words, Solana that hasn't yet vested. And what the market is super scared of is that they're scared that in order to try and defend the peg of the FTT token, they're going to have to sell other tokens to have the cash to be able to hold up the price of the FTT token so that they don't get liquidated. And that's why Solana is, is being hit. This, and it's, it's a pity because if you look at the fundamentals behind Solana, this is where I think the opportunity is. Because we'll, we'll talk about it later, but at Breakpoint, we realized that, the, that Solana is, is pretty much unbreakable now. There's a huge ecosystem with lots of projects being built, et cetera, et cetera. And I think that this price is coming down because people are scared of, of the whole FTX, FTT trade that's currently happening. At the same time, again, un, un, unverified reports that they could be running out of ETH, uh, people following the FTX addresses, again, unverified by us. Um, I hear FTX is selling Solana to maintain the, the FTT peg. Again, this is unverified, could be rumors, but I'm just showing you the sentiment of what's going on. Um, and you know that FTX got into Solana really, really, really early. They got in you know, probably around the private sale at 25 cents or maybe even 20 cents or maybe even before at 4 cents. So they really, really up on their investment. If they wanted to sell, that would be the perfect token to sell because they've made a lot of money and because they could get a whole lot of money out of it. You're also seeing them liquidating yield farming positions at a loss. So this is very unusual um, that you're seeing FTX uh, liquidating yield farming uh, positions at a loss. So that's the one front that's, that FTX is battling at the moment. And that is to keep the FTT token above $22 against speculation, we think. That, that the reason why they want to do that is because that's the key point that triggers a whole of liquidations. Now there's the other front. And the other front is the fact that a lot of people are withdrawing their assets uh, from, from FTX. And I tweeted last night, my tweet got a lot of attention, uh, a lot of the, the right or wrong kind of attention uh, to the extent that, as I said, I've got multiple threats from multiple people. I don't want to spend, I don't want to talk too much about it just in case it does become, uh, it does become something else but I, what I tweeted was, I said, look, get your money out of FTX. This is financial advice. And I stick by that. And the reason why I stick by that is I don't believe that you should be keeping money on an exchange regardless of which exchange it is. And I believe less so that you should be keeping money on an exchange where there's FUD because you have options. You can take your money off the exchange and keep it somewhere else, on a cold wallet or an exchange where there's no FUD. So even though... To be honest, I believe that FTX is going to make it out of this. And conviction of that is I'm actually going to take an FTT position because I do think that they'll actually trade out of this. I think this is a, a good test, but I think they will trade out of it. But I still don't believe that you should keep money unnecessarily on an exchange and specifically on an exchange if I, So I, I stick to it. And if I get taken to task, I'm going to continue to, to say that. Anyway, um, they have been honoring withdrawals. There's no issues with withdrawals as far as we can see. A lot of people are actually starting to withdraw. Nexo withdrew $114 million. Uh, Jump Trading withdrew about $25 million. And a whole lot of other big wallets have been withdrawing. And they've been taking a whole lot of, um, a whole lot of steps to limit withdrawals. So right now, withdrawals are going perfectly. They did raise the withdrawal fee to about $100. I saw uh, reports of people, of them saying, uh, look, we have raised the withdrawal fee to about $100 to withdraw, to withdraw $1,000. Um, again, so that, that's one of the things that's happening. The other thing that we are seeing is that a lot of money has been withdrawn from FTX. At, at this, during this tweet, uh, over $600 million have been withdrawn net out of FTX. So there's a massive run that's happening at the moment on FTX. 
They are saying that stablecoin processing, banks are closed for the weekend. The, U, uh, the USD stablecoin creations and redemptions might be slower until wires clear tomorrow, especially for some coins and some chains. So that's the other front which they're defending. Um, and you can see they're bringing in stables from everywhere. They're bringing stables even from other exchanges, from Gate, from Hobby, from OKX, from KuCoin. And who knows why they're bringing it in from those exchanges. But they bring it in to start paying or to continue to be able to pay the withdrawals. So that's what's happening at the moment. You've got now the full view. And the question is, what should you be doing? Well, the one option is, if you think that FTX is going to come out of this, then probably the FTT token is probably a decent buy. But the question is, how long can they support this $22 peg? And what happens if it breaks? So you've got to take a view and say, look, I believe that they're going to continue to support the peg or not. If, if not, you can, you can always short. If, uh, if you think that they will support it, go long. And if, to be honest, if it goes toward the $22, I'm going to go long. I'm going to take it long with you guys live on the, on the show. You guys keep watching it. Let me know uh, in the comments. The other option, the thing that may come out of this is, as I said to you, the biggest token that's been hit is Solana. Solana's been hit hardest. And there may be an opportunity, if you believe in Solana, to buy Solana. And again, I believe very much in Solana. I always have. I think that Solana is the second chain um, in terms of usage other than Ethereum. And it's kind of, there's two worlds at the moment. The first world is the EVM world, which is ethereal, Ethereum and all the layer twos on Ethereum. But the problem with that is that a lot of the settlement is not done on the main chain. So if you okay with layer two applications, then you can use Optimism, Arbitrum, Matic, and Ethereum. But if not, if you want a chain that is super fast and that clears everything on chain uh, and that is decentralized, then Solana is probably your best option. And especially what we saw this week, having been here in Lisbon, we saw an amazing ecosystem. In fact, they boasted that they had, I think, 50% uh, more people this year than they had last year. And you saw it. Bear market, bull market. There were thousands of people that flew into Lisbon for Solana and very, very, very smart people. It wasn't like, like it was really smart people building really cool things with lots of money. We also saw a lot of very cool announcements. So we saw an announcement from Google that they are becoming a Solana validator. Uh, let's just go through some of the announcements. So Google becoming a Solana validator. Uh, Ledger coming to Solana Mobile. By the way, I held the phone. I, I use the phone. the phone. The phone is pretty cool. I don't think the phone is going to go mainstream. I don't think that that's the purpose of the phone. It was never supposed to go mainstream. But the phone is a cool phone. It's the only Web3 phone with its own DAP store and private keys built into the phone, which is super interesting. I mean, I saw it. I worked with it. It's an amazing announcement. Ledger's coming to the phone. Um, so Google Cloud partnering with Solana. Um, we had that. We had Ledger partnering. We had USDC issue a circle, adding Solana support for the Euro in 2023. So there was a lot of stuff, as you can see, Beeple announcing that they're going to bring an immersive 3D uh, NFT experience using Metaplex. There was a lot of stuff. And to be honest, very hard to be, um, very, very, very hard to be bearish on Solana, having seen all the stuff that we saw uh, at the conference this year. Very, very, very tough to be bearish on Solana. So look, it could be an opportunity. And you know, again, I think that Solana is being unfairly hit. And the reason why Solana is being unfairly hit is because people think that Alameda is going to sell some of their Solana position and bring them onto the market. And I think I got some statistics. Let's just see if I do have statistics. So I looked at the stats in terms of 
how much money you need to move the price of Solana. And this is where the problem is. If you want to move Solana by about 2% down, you don't need a lot of money. You just have to tally up all of that. And that's how much it is to move Solana down. So that's what the market's worried about. That's why Solana is, uh, is being hit pretty hard. Again, when we see FUD, we've got to evaluate whether we think the FUD is real or whether we think the FUD is a buying opportunity, whether we think people are running away. And usually when people are running away and it's unfounded, then that for us is a brilliant opportunity to actually be, be jumping in. So let me know what you're going to do. Let me, let me know what you guys are going to do. Um, I see some saltiness in the comments. Ooh, some saltiness. Where, where, where is Mr. Salty? Let's find Mr. Salty. So it says he has, he has one. Hey, okay, there we go. There, there's Kim Ford being a little salty. Could we just ban Kim Ford from the chat? We don't like saltiness. We don't like, we don't like low IQ saltiness. We don't do low IQ saltiness. If you want to be salty, you've got to have a high IQ. We don't, we don't, we don't appreciate low IQ saltiness. <laughs> All right. Um, we also got news from Render. Um, I guess with Render, we kind of knew what the news was. There wasn't much news. The news is all about Google, Microsoft, Apple. And what we saw was we saw a huge run up in the price before the event. And then it's always a buy the rumor, sell the news. We, we, we know that. So let's just quickly look at what happened to the price of, of uh, yeah, we, we only deal with high IQ salt. Like if you want to have a, a, a discussion here and you want to challenge, that's cool. But if you just want to come here and uh, fart bad comments, then that's not going to work. That's not going to work. It's called saltiness. I love it. Love it. I love you guys. Uh, okay, so this is what happened with Render. So as you can see, in the run-up to Solana, huge pump. And then they made the announcements. And obviously, it's by the rumor, sell the news. We know that. What was the news? I got you some clips. You see, that's how hard I work. And, you know, we do have partners. You know, Google came in as a partner. Eric Schmidt's on our board of advisors. She's the one that made that happen. Um, Microsoft as well. And it still turns out that decentralized GPU computing is a much larger addressable space than what you can get on the public cloud. And that's because it's expensive to put GPUs in a data center. Now, when we look at the next 10 years, when you think about how... So partnership, this is Jules Urbach, partnership with, with Google, partnership with Microsoft, talking about Apple. That video we did with Jensen 10 years ago, Transformers movie rendering and all that, you know, on those cloud GPUs. Well, you cannot do this on the iPad. And the iPad's not a very fast GPU, but it's, it's good enough, right? It's good enough to get you started. This is huge. On the Apple website right now, you see our app. It's the rendered logo. It's called Octane X because Octane's at the forefront of this. And here's a video from the Apple keynote and uh, also on their page. And it shows the very first shot that you guys saw on the iPad. So you can do final frame rendering. This is huge for the render network because why? Well, first of all, the iPads now, there's tens of millions more people buying an iPad that can actually load these scenes. And it only has one GPU, but they can at least load them and they can send them to the render network to do final rendering, right? That's very important. So partnership with Apple mentioned on Apple's website, talking about uh, uh, the fact that iPads can now use the computing power in iPads to render uh, stuff that needs to be rendered. And specifically, if you believe in the metaverse, if you believe in, in metaverse and the, the fact that metaverse is going to drive mass adoptions, well, someone has to render the metaverse. And I think it's going to be rendered. So good announcement by Jules. Uh, he, he didn't disappoint. I think it was disappointing that they put him on the last day of the conference because for those of you who have been to a conference, you know, the last day is not a day where, where people actually go to the conference. So, yeah, um, that is 
Solana, that is Breakpoint, that is uh, SBF. Let's talk about the other two big events that are happening this week because we can't, we can't ignore those. First big event that's happening this week is the midterm elections. So, yes, we believe, we know that the Americans are going to vote tomorrow. You've got uh, Barack Obama campaigning very hard for the Democrats, urging Democrats to go and vote. Don't know if you guys have been keeping up, but I don't want to make this a political show. But... Imagine if we been able to pass meaningful gun safety legislation back then to prevent more deaths. Imagine if we've been able to reduce our emissions even further than we did, we'd be further along in avoiding the worst impacts of climate change if we had kept the Senate in 2014. So he's sending people to go and vote, and I do think that every citizen has a, has a duty to go and vote. Uh, and right now, it feels like the Republicans are very much ahead in the, in the midterms. But we've got to keep an eye out for what's happening. Uh, and specifically, what I would keep an eye out is I'd keep an eye out for the markets. I'd keep an eye out. to I'd watch the NASDAQ. Um, right now, the NASDAQ futures, as you can see, about 100 points up. So nothing serious. The other chart that's probably worth watching is the strength of the dollar. So let's quickly look at the Dixie. Let's quickly look at the Dixie. And just see where the dollar is. These are what, so the Dixie 110.42 under the trend line, which is good. We wanted to stay under this, this trend line. So let's keep watching uh, the Dixie here. So that's the midterms. Um, let's, let's keep an eye on that, I guess. Very hard to comment on the midterms. I did actually catch this from CNBC, which is probably worth listening to. Probably worth listening to. You want to talk about uh, the business of politics tomorrow's midterms? What do you think the impact is going to be? You know, we're all pent up. Pent up twice. But for uh, the election tomorrow, as if uh, that day, the end of it, you all report on it and it ends, this is a pregame. That is all this election is. And uh, so I, my hope, uh, who knows, my hope is that there's not a blowout on either side, that we end up strangled, because I think the best, that's the best place we can be. That's, that's kind of how a, 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 a Democrat hopes for no more spending. You don't want to really blame Democrats for, for really spending too much for the last couple of years. Love it. But you're not willing to say, God, I wish the Republicans would come in here and Let stop spending. Question. Do yeah. you think that we're, uh, the name of which I will not speak, we're still in power? <laughs> do you think... The orange? Yeah, yeah. Do you think... So, uh, it looks like it looks like everybody wants a complete split so that the Democrats will actually stop spending and then and that will stop inflation and everything else. And I think speaking of inflation, we mustn't forget what's happening on the inflation front, and specifically this week on the 10th, which I think is uh, Thursday. We have the inflation numbers, CPI numbers are coming out. Now, again, we are expecting higher CPI numbers. The initial feedback that we have is that the CPI numbers are going to be uh, half a percent higher month on month. So watch out for the inflation numbers this week. Right now, the predictions are an 8% forecast. Let's just make sure, let's trade carefully this week because we know that there are inflation numbers and we know that the Fed doesn't have inflation under control. In fact, we know that nothing that the Fed has done has been able to do anything for inflation at the moment. And the one positive sign, which is, I mean, it's a, it's a bad sign, but it's a, it's a good sign, is that the economy is really slowing down. Uh, you can see that a lot of companies have started to announce um, uh, no more hirings and maybe even firing. So Meta uh, announced that they're going to be firing Amazon to pause new incremental hires in the workforce. Apple doing the same thing. 
um, I saw this chart of the increase in the number of employees at Facebook. Thank God that they're starting to reduce some of the people here because this is crazy. You can't, you can't, this is how your price is supposed to go up, not the number of employees. I think they lost, uh, they lost perspective of their spend. And I think now they're starting to get perspective back and that's pretty much uh, what's going on. So we're watching the inflation numbers on Thursday, not much to report until then. It's a huge week. I mean, think about it. Midterms, uh, when the midterm results come out, the inflation comes out. Um, that's big. Uh, people here talking about Matic. Let's quickly look at Matic. Let's look at it. My problem with Matic is how do you buy Matic at this kind of price? What, you pay, what you're going to pay 123 for Matic. I think if you're holding it, great. Hold it forever. I wouldn't sell my Matic ever. I wouldn't sell Matic. I think with the, the business development that they've done and stuff like that, I wouldn't touch Matic. But to buy now at 123, I mean, that just, I don't know, just feels like you're buying the pump. You can see. You can actually see the pump. Look at that. You're looking at it on, the, on the daily chart. You, you, you can see that you're actually buying the pump. I don't know. Great token. Unbelievable BizDev team. Good uh, good tokenomics. Everything is good. Just can you buy it for one for one dollar twenty three? I don't know. Let's look at how I'm doing in the competition. Okay, I'm taking a bit of a hit on GMX and Solana. My Solana position is the problem. My Solana position is the problem. Um, let's look. Is it worth taking an FTT position? It's not close enough to twenty two. If it was if it was twenty two oh five, twenty two oh seven, twenty two, then I would do it. Otherwise. I don't know, just, no, not doing it, not doing it. For now, I am sitting on my hands. I'm comfortable with these positions. I think Solana needs to, will recover. I'm confident about GMX. Doge, it's going to move with the market, and my Algorand position I'm going to keep because um, someone just said, the Justice Department just sees $3.36 billion in Bitcoin. Huge story, must look. Uh, let's have a look here. Is there anything going on? I have a research group open here. Uh, yeah, it's true. I mean, it's a true story. So the Justice Department sees 3.36 billion worth of Bitcoin. The question is, where did they get uh, the Bitcoin? It can only be Silk Road. Wow. Okay. So in November 2021, okay, the law enforcement seized over 50,000 Bitcoin. In Okay. So the, the question is, will they hit the market? I don't think they're going to hit the market because it'll take a long time for them to hit the market. Remember, the Justice Department doesn't take things on day one and sell them on day two. So I don't know. Uh, it's, yeah, it is, it is, it's definitely the Silk Road Bitcoin. We've confirmed that. Um, what else? What else is there? We can do some q and I've got you guys here in the chat. I think it's, we can do some, some cool Q&A. Uh, I am watching the research group at the same time. Let's have a, there's another tweet that's just been sent to me, which is around FTX. It says, if you ignore FTT and serum and leverage token balances, there's likely 700 million in FTX. 8.5% of it is Paxos Gold, 6.3% is Boba, 6% is BitDAO, and 3.5% is GMT. So more tokens on, on the list. These are actually good tokens, BitDAO, GMT, all good tokens. So you've got to keep... You have the address over here. So if you go and follow Adam Cochran, you actually have access to the address and you can see when they're drawing down at these. And if they draw down at these, that could mean that, that it's time for you to, to, um, to be buying because when they're selling, you want to be buying. Let's see what else is, what else is happening. I'm, I am watching the research group while, while I'm live with you guys. Um, 
cool. I think that's it. I think that's all there is for today. Unless you guys have any questions, Algorand I'm holding for the World Cup, definitely. Kujira, I've been big fans of Kujira. We know that. I was supposed to have dinner with the guys from Kujira. I didn't. I didn't get land up doing it. Um, what else? What else is pumping? All right. Let me go. You, I'll see you guys again. I'm not sure if I'll see you guys again tomorrow because I may be flying to London for Token 2049. Uh, depending on what time the flight is. If, 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 if I can do a show, obviously I will do a show. If I can't, I'll see you guys again on Wednesday. I think tomorrow or Wednesday we'll drop our coverage on, uh, on, Solana, on Solana Week. We've obviously got four or five days of coverage. We've got to compress into like 30 minutes. So we'll try and drop that for you guys on probably tomorrow or 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 Wednesday. Um, yeah, that's 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 going to be amazing, I think, I think give, to give you guys a first-hand look of, of what's going on here. All right, see you guys again tomorrow. Until then, have fun, stay safe, trade well, my friends. Yo. Solid. I was just texting you, Solid. What's happening, Salam? What up? What's up, bro?